Hello friends and neighbors, thanks for joining us. Smash that subscribe button, hit that like. It helps the channel grow and we can't thank y'all enough for your support. Benny, where can they find us on social media, brother? Yeah, you can find us, Ray Benny Sports. We're on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. We got some hot NFL topics to chat about. We got Ray and Benny's updated CFL power rankings. We got some shout outs. But uh, let's start off with that disappointing uh, bomber game. You got, you know, I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say. I probably will know what to say in a bit, but. You know what? It's 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 hard, right? Because I mean, we haven't seen the Bombers get beat like that in how many years now? Uh, you know, so we're so used to not those games not happening, where the defense doesn't look like they have much life in the game, or that the you know the opposing offense is scoring at will and bombing balls, and you know, Claros throwing interceptions and stuff. It was a weird game. The, the, you know, the Bombers were were not in it. Uh, I mean, they were in it at the beginning, and then slowly, it's like they phased out, came back in, fought back. But to me, the D was just not on it, and the mistakes by Claros uh, sunk them. Yeah, Hamilton kicked their ass. Yeah. Without a shadow yeah. of a doubt. Can't take anything away from Hamilton here. Usually, it's bombers on the end, other end of this one, uh, and usually in a larger margin. But uh, Hamilton, no sacks allowed, no turnovers by Evans, who threw five TDs, over 300 yards. Uh they had less penalties and penalty yards than the Bombers. 130 yards rushing on this Bomber defense. Yeah. That's crazy. And it all starts at the trenches. Hamilton's yeah, they, O-line dominated the dominated. Bombers D-line. <laughs> That's a nice word. And in, in, in this case, yeah, it was it was a domination. I mean, yeah. they couldn't get any pressure. Uh, Evans had a clean pocket, you know, and, and that just led to issues with the rookie cornerbacks and of course even our own you know the veteran quarterbacks you know Winston Rose even got beat on a long TD but it was even more telling for the uh, for the rookies Parker was having trouble out there so not a good game all around again yeah. this is one toss it in the toss it in the waste basket uh, take their bye week get get some fresh legs and yeah we're gonna have to see you know can these DBs hold up is Demario Houston gonna be back we know Nick Taylor is probably not back yeah. Houston should be back later in the season but Good time you for a bye. Yeah. Good time and for a bye to get healthy. Yeah, and get these guys a little bit more ready. Yeah, maybe don't throw that game tape out too quickly because coaching also was an issue. The failure to adjust and make adjustments on the fly, uh, uh, unbelievable. Like, they couldn't get any pressure on with four-man uh, four rush, so why not start sending Adam Big Hill, whose name you barely heard? Yeah. Until he got, like, what, his 800th tackler? Was, he, he, he achieved something that game. Uh, so his name was silent. So was Willie Jefferson. Yes. Big time. Jeff Coat got hurt. Uh, and Buck Pierce, he, he, he's got to adjust to that blitz. Same thing happening against Montreal. And if they can't figure that out come playoff time, teams are going to really go after that blitz and really put Claros under pressure. And it's not going to be pretty. Yeah. That, that first drive by Winnipeg on offense was a thing of beauty. Buck Pierce called it perfectly. Claros executed um, and then after that, it was a mismatch, right? Like you said, the pressure, even on the uh, TD that they, Claros fumbled, you know, guys coming off free. Sometimes Claros is just going to have to take that sack and, instead of trying it. You know, he's Mr. Escapability sometimes, right? He can get yeah. away, but sometimes just take that sack, live for another play. Um, there was the other one where they were driving, and then they uh, put Prukop in on second and five. And Ridiculous. Why do you whatever do that? Whatever they ran there, man. And Carlos is, is still in rhythm and he's starting to heat up. He and was then, cruising. Yeah. And then you end up kicking a field goal there. And then instead of possibly getting a touchdown. So, yeah, 
they outsmarted themselves. Richie Hall didn't seem like there was much adjustments there. Um, no. And then, uh, yeah, it was it wasn't it wasn't a good one all around at all. And like you say, coaching is is to blame as well. Yeah, like Evans looked, he looked like a pro. He looked like a friggin' star. Wow. <laughs> and, and if they are just finding their rhythm now, I I said this last week. Yeah. If they start playing well and going to roll, there's a team. That's a team you don't want to face in the East Division. And wow, if they look like that, they can beat anyone. If you can beat the Bombers like that, you can beat anyone. Yeah, let's see if they can do it for a second game in a row. The big game against Montreal coming up this week. So let's see if they can do it uh, and keep that consistency consistency going. And Evans, you know, he's going to be under pressure against Montreal. That D-line's pretty good. So we'll see if that whole line uh, for Hamilton could keep him upright again. Absolutely, absolutely. And like we said earlier, Bombers on a well-needed buy, especially for the secondary. And uh, yeah, and I think also about that, when uh, Buck Pierce, they figured out the blitz then. They put Michael Couture in as like a tight end. And they're yeah. rolling with that. And then they put Krupop in, uh, in and do a, a ridiculous play. Ah, give me a break. That was so frustrating. There are a lot of frustrating moments that game. As a yeah, it was a very frustrating game. I know for myself, I was very frustrated after at the end of that game and, and most angry. But it's like you got to step back a little bit. They're 12-2. and two. Um Hopefully that's just one bad game, and we'll see them uh, in a couple weeks again. Yeah, yeah. Let's move on to the power rankings of the Canadian Football League after that week. Uh, who's in the basement for you this week? Good old Ottawa's back down in the basement for me. Yeah. How could they not <laughs> rough, be? Rough bye week for them. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, they have Toronto and BC next. That's pretty much going to axe their season. Like, officially. Uh, yeah they will be done yeah yeah i mean there's chances i mean they're running out obviously right Uh so we'll see what they can do if they they got toronto this week right so if they can pull it a win there they still got a chance but if they lose again and bc is looking better with vernon adams obviously so they're not gonna win yeah yeah i'm not picking them to win this week nope (laughs) probably Uh, not I have Edmonton at i also have ottawa at nine i have edmonton at eight uh yeah they beat saskatchewan but I think that's more of a reflection of how crazy, garbagey things are in Saskatchewan right now, rather than is uh, how Edmonton's improved any bit. But uh, yeah, I'm keeping Edmonton at eight. I got Edmonton at eight as well, and I agree with you on that. Besides, they had eight sacks. I mean, they dominated that uh, O line of Saskatchewan, got to Fajardo, but mm-hmm. I mean, they still had 12 penalties for 158 yards, like Saskatchewan, and they also had a uh, blocked punt. Um, yeah. You know, so th- there was many uh, reasons for them to lose this game. Saskatchewan just didn't take advantage and let them stick around. So, yeah, I agree. It's more on Saskatchewan than Edmonton, but good to see Edmonton pull out that victory. Yeah, it's always fun to see Saskatchewan lose. <laughs> and they're imploding. Yeah, much love, y'all, <laughs> to Regina. Who do you got at seven? Um, you know what? I, I got uh, Hamilton at number seven. Um, big win, of course. Obviously, we just talked about that, but... Uh, not enough yet to, to bump them up too much farther. Uh, we'll see if they can do it two weeks in a row. Yeah, Montreal at seven. Interesting matchup for them coming up the bye week, going against the Ticats for second place-ish kind of because uh, of game in hands. And I have Hamilton at six. Uh, and like I mentioned, this could be the turning point of the Ticats season. Uh, positive wake-up call if there ever was one. Uh, so I have them at six. Watch out, CFL. Watch out. Yeah, I got Saskatchewan still at number six there. Um, Even though I feel like they should be probably farther down that list, the way they've played. Uh, They haven't won too many games 
uh, over the last little bit. So they're imploding. Fajardo's getting, you know, upset because he's getting booed and, you know, his comments of, I feel like the whole world is basically against us. Um, dude, you got to toughen up, especially out in uh, Regina there. They'll turn on you pretty quick if you can't, uh, if you don't have tough skin and can handle those boos. Yeah. I have Regina at Regina. Regina. <laughs> they used to be. Uh, I have them at five. Uh, and pretty much only because I respect their roster still. Something could happen. I don't know. Uh, I don't know what Jason Moss is doing, but I have them there. I have Montreal at five, so we'll just we'll go to that one. But yeah, Jason Moss again, though. But that whole offense just wasn't good. You know, they couldn't get the running game going. No O-line. No O-line. So All year. But the thing is, how did you get that running game going against the Bombers? Like they were, they was turning, at least in the Labor Day game, it was turning pretty good. You know, yeah. and then you and then you can't get it going against the Elks of all teams. So a couple teams have gotten the running game going against the Bombers. Hamilton, oh yeah, we've seen Calgary, Calgary. Light it up. So jeez, and that's a big running back in Hamilton too. And they're creating holes. He was getting one, two yards past the line of scrimmage without getting touched. It was anyone who was in there. Oh, well, yeah, you know, yeah. but I'm talking about Hill. Those. That's a big yeah. back. Yeah, like you need to create big holes for a big man to get through like that untouched. So. Eesh. There was a lot, and there was poor tackling, too, by the Bombers, so that didn't help either. So Goodness gracious. I got Toronto at four. Yep, Coming same with me. By, winnable matchup, so. Yeah, yeah they, they should cruise to an easy first in the East in the first round by, yeah. I would assume. I, I can't so. see them blowing that, considering yeah. Hamilton and Montreal play each other, right? Unless, unless Montreal wins, I guess, then they're right on Toronto's tails. Uh, but like you say, Toronto's got Ottawa, and we don't expect that no to be a loss so no 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 not 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 this year uh i got calgary at three yeah uh, same you got to do that like it's a surprise loss to bc but at the same time we even talked about last week james butler you know we thought maybe he'd win that they had a better chance next week but he was a factor and they pulled it off and vernon adams of course yeah butler was great uh vernon adams did enough he, he was solid not nothing spectacular um you know, he's still got to clean up some things, but it's his first time running that offense and being in a game. Um, yeah. For Calgary, they're 0-5 now against BC and Winnipeg. You know? Yeah. And so they've beaten a lot of the worst teams. Uh, they, the only other team they beat with a winning re- – or the only team they beat with a winning record is Toronto so far. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, they're not looking good against these teams. Even though these games are close and they've lost two close ones to BC, they're still in the wrong end. They've now lost a season series to BC. So if it comes down to a tie uh, for that West Semi – yeah. Should have, if I was a gambling man, I would without a doubt anything under fifty yards, I'd gamble that Paradis is going to make it. Yeah, and he missed a forty-eight yarder. Yeah, to win the game. So oh, it's going to be a good one next week. Yeah, the rematch, and this time in BC, Vernon Adams, you know, a little bit more comfortable with the offense. Oh yeah, um, yeah, that's a this, thing. This is a big game. Calgary cannot lose this game. Yeah, because um, otherwise their chances are pretty slim uh, to host anything i mean obviously the west final or the west hosting the west final would be out if they lose yeah but the west semi you know would also be uh lingering in the balance there if they uh lose this one i can't see them losing two in a row but we'll see we'll no, see they, they need them they need they, one they usually say it's hard to win a back-to-back but when you're bringing in a newer quarterback with more wrinkles in the playbook than you saw the week before it could be difficult for uh or it could be easier for BC to win a back to back than usual. Yeah. Uh 
And of course, Winnipeg's still at number one. Tough loss, like we said. We already did our wine and crying, complaining, and whatever, belly aching. Uh, but it is time for a bye week. Yeah, still number one for me, too. Um, going back to that BC Calgary game, did you hear about Cameron Judge Ugh. sucker punching Lucky Whitehead in the head? Yeah. And, you know, of all the stuff that was apparently Whitehead was talking crap about uh, Judge's family or something on the field the whole time. So yeah, you don't do that. Yeah, we don't know what the whole story is, but what a crazy situation there. Uh, and then they had an issue after the game in the parking, in the parking lot. Like that. Yeah. <laughs> well, we'll talk about someone's family. Yeah. Hey, if you don't want to get, you know, if you want to get an eye jammy, don't do that. <laughs> he deserved that if he was talking about his family. That's a true yeah. story, man. That's, a, that's an eye jammy for sure. Uh, and on, in the bye week, they got to find a way to stop the blitz. Yeah. Whether they keep a running back in there. Uh, because you know, we even talk about oh, Andrew Hill was great. Andrew Hill, Andrew Harris was great against <laughs> protecting against the pass rush. Uh, but they don't really leave anyone there, no, to chip or help out. Uh, so they got to figure that out, Buck Pierce and the offensive line coach, and all that. Yeah, I fully expect that's something to be there. They're looking at for the next couple of weeks over the bye weekend and into the next week. Uh, for sure, cleaning that up because Cloros has definitely been under pressure, and and teams have now figured that out. If they can get that pressure and bring an extra guy, they're they're kind of getting through. So, well, they went through this through Montreal. You think they'd have it in their back pocket already? Yeah, but maybe there's more issues on that old line that they need to fix. But we'll see. We'll see. They got time. Couture. Uh you ready to move on to the NFL? Let's do this. Let's do this. The NFL, Lance. Trey Lance out for the season. Uh, that's rough. Jimmy G coming in, saving the day. Uh, Jimmy G doing Jimmy G things. So it's good that they signed him. Well, it helps when your defense doesn't allow any points either. Yeah. Makes it a lot easier to win. Yeah, um, yeah it's unfortunate for Trey Lance, um, even in that game. I mean, there, there was a lot of, uh, what is it, read option, zone option plays or whatever that he was running. And, you know, just it's a lot of power for the guy. And he just doesn't, he doesn't know how to protect himself enough yet. Um, and he took some, I mean, he took some good hits against Chicago. And I'm surprised he got up. Uh-huh. Um, and then he took some good ones yesterday, too. And, you know, one ended up breaking his ankle and, and knocking him out for the year. So, Unfortunate. I don't know. I, you know, Shani didn't seem to even trust him at all anyways for throwing the ball. I mean, they were running more than anything. He had ran more than he actually threw himself. But yeah. I guess it's it, it ends up being good that they ended up keeping Jimmy. At least he got a service, serviceable quarterback there uh, instead of Nate Sedfeld or something. So we'll see how it goes. Um, well, back to Jimmy. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, what can I really add to that? It's It's a shame that a young quarterback like that gets taken out. Uh, and that's the dangers of getting a, war- a running quarterback. Uh, when you do have a lot of those options, whether he puts it in the running back's belly or he takes it himself, he's exposed almost either way. Um, but at the same time, that's partially why you drafted him. You drafted him for his legs. Uh, so you might have to change that uh, approach. Yeah, it was, it, it was always interesting usage of Lance anyways o- over this time. And a lot of people have said, you know, um, they don't trust him to throw. He's not accurate enough and all that. And it's just like, you should have seen this in college tape or something and not trading three first round picks for the guy. If that's, that's what everyone views him as. But, and then if you don't trust him to throw in a game when he's in there, what's, what, what was the point of throw, uh, throwing away three first round picks for the guy? So, Oh, that was stupid. Yeah. You, there's no way you had to move up for that guy and oh, whatever. Yeah, I mean, you could have stayed where you were and just grabbed whoever Mac Jones still would have been there if you really just wanted a guy. I mean, yeah. so it's 
that whole trade, the whole plays yesterday, all that's starting to look terrible for the Niners. So see what happens. Dolphins with a crazy comeback yesterday. A few com- Tua crazy comebacks taking that next yeah. step. Six touchdowns in a game. My goodness, you know, we talked about him. That was one of our hot topics going into the season. Will Tua take that next step? And he looks like he's taking that next step under Mike McDaniel. Uh, that offense looked dynamic yesterday in that comeback. Yeah, it was a crazy game. At what did they get? 20, 28 points in the fourth quarter. Yeah. Um, yeah, he he definitely shone bright in that game, and and it didn't look good, and it looked pretty terrible for the most part at, at first there. But yeah, he he when he got it going, man, getting that ball to Hill Waddle, man, those two were just amazing in that game. Yeah. Um, and it's crazy to think that the Ravens would blow a game like that in the fourth quarter. Um, Absolutely. I know they're not as their D is not as dominant as past D's have been, but they got that's shocking. Up. Yeah, they got destroyed, and then even at the end, letting that last drive uh, for a touchdown, you know that Miami scored two when all they needed was a field goal to send it to overtime. Some big plays again on that drive, and Tua, Tua looked very po- poised in there and didn't look afraid. He's looking. He's using his athleticism. Yeah. He's making his reads, which is crazy. And if it's not reads, not there. These guys are running around and making plays for him. Uh, how about the Jets? Are you impressed by the Jets? I'm not, but <laughs> it was Cleveland. You know, yeah. how did, I don't know how you blow that game like that, like Cleveland did with uh, two TDs in the last minute. 20? It's Cleveland. <laughs> it's that's the answer right there. It's that's Cleveland. that's true. That's true. It's still Cleveland. Still the same old Browns, man. Yeah. I mean, sorry, Prison Mike, but it's true. <laughs> it's true. They're having a tough time, man. They are, and that's. I mean, they got away with one last week in their first game there against Carolina, hitting that late field goal. But in this one, you know, getting the late touchdown by the Jets, and then the recovering the onside, and Joe Flacco took uh, took them down for the victory. It's uh, not good in Cleveland right now. That was crashing Joe Flacco. Way to throw it in my face, Joe Flacco. <laughs> I still want to see Chris Trevler out there. And uh, another quarterback that I've been trashing, the guy that I don't like to read, Kyler Murray, with a crazy end of the game, him running around in the backfield, making a run for the... Oh, man, that guy's... His athleticism, I can't deny that. I can't deny that. No, yeah, he may not study the playbook very well, but he can definitely run around like crazy. Uh, And he was giving the the Raiders fits in that second half, and they, they just couldn't contain him, stop him, anything, and they just... You know, the Raiders blew that game, you know, and then, and then they fumble in overtime in Arizona. When you're in scoring Renfro. range, too, Renfro fumbles. And, Twice. Um, yeah, he got lucky. He got the first one back, and the second Pretty one got taken out. And you were, ball, they were in man. field goal range. Absolutely. So, yeah, Ter- terrible ending for the Raiders. They're now 0-2, um, a big hole in that division. Uh, yeah. You know, and they've already lost to the Chargers in that division. So, yeah, yeah. we'll see. But great win. Yeah, Kyler Murray was fantastic. Maybe he doesn't need to read the playbook. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh against what defense again? Oh, yeah, the Raiders. Uh you wrote here Bengals in trouble, O line worse than last year. Is that what you believe? Wow, man, we we raved about the uh O line signings and whatever the Bengals did in the offseason. And right the now Burrow, Burrow is just getting beat up, man, and he's taking more sacks this year than he did last year. So yeah. Bengals are in trouble. If they can't keep the guy upright, um they're in for a long season and, and Burrow is gonna be in some pain. Yeah, I think this is a testament also, well, of a couple of things. One, it's not easy for an O-line to gel. It does yeah. not take, and especially when you're not playing that many preseason snaps all together, which we know happens most often than not in the NFL. 
Uh, these starters are barely getting time with each other, barely getting time with the quarterback. Their timing's not quite there yet. I'm not quite worried. I won't say that they're worse than last year yet, but they're definitely trending that way. Yeah, we'll see as the season goes on for sure. But right now, it's not looking good. And and I mean, they're own two right now, right? Yeah. You know, so it's it's a tough start to their season. And you gotta you got you want to keep your franchise quarterback safe and and healthy to last a season. So hopefully, it does get better in the next game. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, it's I think this is all about. Well, I didn't really trash Cooper Rush. I trashed Skip Bayless, who believed in Cooper <laughs> Rush, and Cooper Rush delivered for Skip Bayless. I bet you he's like, I told you. I, t- I told you, Ray, he's saying. But, uh, yeah, Cooper Rush had a decent game. Yeah, he, he managed the game pretty good. He had a good first half, and then they hung on against, you know, Cincinnati and uh, and taking it in, in overtime, right? Yeah. So, yeah, he, he did enough, and uh, the D, obviously the D for Dallas is pretty good. So they can help keep these games close enough uh, for Cooper Rush that maybe he doesn't have to do so much. As long as he doesn't make any mistakes, he'll be fine. 50-yard field goal, I think they won it with. Yeah. So. Right on. Yeah. Uh, don't, forget us, don't forget to join us next episode where we give you previews and predictions for the upcoming CFL and NFL weeks. Don't forget also to do – no, don't forget to – don't forget to leave your comments in the comment section uh, about your predictions and your thoughts on NFL and CFL action. You want to talk a little bit of Jets? Might as well. It's I'm having there. this weird thing where I lean over, folks in the podcast land, my shirt disappears like every so often. <laughs> I shouldn't wear this checkered shirt no more. Anyways, you want to talk about the Jets? Yeah, let's do it. Uh, some interesting stuff happened with the Jets over the last week. So, What say you? Well, first off, we uh, you know start off with Wheeler getting stripped of the captaincy, um, yeah. and the Jets will ride the season without any captain, um, just assistance. And as far as I've heard, uh, can't remember where I saw it, but Wheeler will not be one of the assistants either. Doesn't so, sound like it. so you're looking, you know, fresh new group. I guess. Well, I mean, you're probably keeping Morrissey, Shifley with A's at least, right? Um, you know, so we'll see what happens there, but. Interesting turn of events with keeping Wheeler and then stripping the captain away from him and then not giving him an assistant either. Yeah, I'm not surprised that the captaincy is gone. Uh, It's kind of a kick in the ass for a few years ago when we were like, hey, San Jose. Uh, Was it San Jose? Where's your captain? Yeah. When they visited us and look what we're cruising the year with all A's but I think it's a good positive mood I think it's a way for Rick Bonus to get a bit of control of the room and still not totally disrespect Blake Wheeler to put the C on someone else right away uh, so yeah I think it's a culture change that was needed and necessary and I'm not surprised by it at all yeah I'm not usually a huge fan of, of having no captain and just having assistance um, you know maybe they should have made hell of a captain like Vancouver did Luongo there quite a few years ago um, but like, I do agree with you on this. Bonus has got to come in, take some control of this dressing room and and have things go his way. Um, and that leads into some other comments with Shifley. He was on uh, Friedman's podcast and and he kind of talked to a bit of last year um, where he said they didn't know where their direction was last year. Uh, System-wise, they didn't know what they were trying to accomplish and why they were trying to accomplish it. Yeah. You know, he said there were times it looked messy, disorganized and unsure of what we were doing. So, you know, and maybe that's part of the fact that Pomo came in with a new system, tried a new system on this team after so many years um, and it didn't gel right away. And then he left and Lowry came in and probably put in a different system. So it was, 
it sounds like there's a whole mess all the way around um, from the locker room out to the coaches, wherever. So, so hopefully bonus can correct some of this stuff and, and, and bring some hope into this uh, next season. At least maybe the jets could battle for a playoff spot. Well, why wouldn't they battle for a playoff start? No, I think they wouldn't battle we... for a playoff spot because they're in a tough division, not because they're not a quality squad. Yeah, but we saw how it went last year, so hopefully bonus can bring that together. Um, That's the and, hope. And it starts with these guys, like uh, like Shifley. He's got to he's got to become more of a leader. He's got to um, take more, uh, you know, for his actions. He's got to take more ownership of his actions on the ice and off the ice, yeah. um, and not come across sometimes whiny or whatever. Um, so we'll see. Um, he's got he's got to have a big season, and he's got to come out strong as well, Shifley. Of the young guys, who would you put an A on? Um, I mean, you got Shifley, you got Morrissey. I'd throw one on possibly on Ehlers. Um, well, those are depends. the young guys, eh? Those are the young guys. I'm trying to think who are the other young guys. There's no one else really younger. Sam Gagne? No, he's not that young. Oh, no. <laughs> he's not young at all. Might as well give it to what's-his-name, their backup goalie. <laughs> Dave Riddich. There you go. He's been around. He's Big been around. save, Dave. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we'll definitely have more Jets talk at the moment. We'll see what happens. You know me, yeah. my thoughts on Shifley and what he has to say. Prove it on the ice at this point, I'm saying with him. He's been kind of shaky. His not standing behind his words. He was part of the lo- the toxicity that was in the locker room. So, ah, uh, whatever, bro. Just put it on the ice and we'll see what happens. Yeah, totally agree. He's He does have to come out firing on all cylinders this, this season and, and, you know, and, and showing that he can be a leader and maybe he can be the next captain. But yeah. we'll see. We'll see how this season goes and how he uh, takes control of it. Yeah, funny. So you don't think Dubois should get an A? Well, I forgot about Dubois. Um, I don't know. He should, but the way uh, the way his offseason kind of went, I know that rubbed a lot of fans the wrong way, but you know what? I can see them putting an A on him for sure because you know, yeah. not putting an A on him probably rubs him the wrong way even some more. For sure he's you know? out the door. For sure he's so, out the door. So yeah, wow, I totally forgot about Dubois. Yeah, there's your young guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. I thought he was already gone. I thought he was in Montreal. We traded him. Yeah, he already has one foot out the door. <laughs> uh, speaking of captains, they got one in Montreal, Nick Suzuki. Yeah. Saying that he doesn't have to get his French better. And then backing, walking back on those comments saying, oh, I learned some French in Ontario. All right, man. All right. Yeah, I mean, you, you, you want to be a captain in Montreal. or If you're going to be a captain, you got to know some French and you're going to have to learn some French uh, probably pretty quickly. But yeah. uh, don't say you're not going to learn any. No, cultural sensitivity <laughs> courses for this guy uh, right away. Uh, shout out to the Manitoba Bison football team for beating the UBC Thunderbirds this week, 21-16. I always love it when they beat BC teams for some reason. Yeah, it's always nice. They still play Simon <laughs> Frazier? Um, yeah. I can't remember. I remember like Simon Frazier used to play four down ball for a while. And then they yeah, came that's back right, for, eh? Yeah, then they came back to the CIAU, uh, whatever it's called now, U Sports. Uh, whatever. Well, that's in which way. Benny, do you have anything to say to our friends? We're just mumbling along. Here. Uh, uh, you know what? Thanks a lot for listening. Uh, don't forget, subscribe, uh, follow us, uh, check us out, let us know what you think, and uh, have a good week. And in the famous words of Terrell Owens, I love me some me. Hey, friends and neighbors, don't forget to check us out online on Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter at Ray Benny Sports. And don't forget to check out our YouTube channel. Leave a like, leave a comment, tell us what you think.